Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Oh, all of you are having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today, as always. Hope you guys are staying strong and healthy, and be sure to check it out. Y'all voted, and it won the vitamin C caps with antioxidants, one of the most popular vitamin C formulas we have, one of the best, in my opinion, on the market, on sale right now. That'll be up on the website here shortly by the end of the show so be sure to check that out as you guys voted and it won really great product to have in your cabinet your arsenal of supplements as a standalone to simply run every single day i've told you before i found one of the best ways to run this product it's kind of basically microdose it all day you know so anytime you're going to take your supplements you know you've got two three four five six meals however you're eating throughout the day you know eat one to two vitamin C's capsules with each meal. And when it does, it constantly keeps your vitamin C plasma levels elevated. It constantly keeps your body and your immune system really, really strong. And it doesn't have any issues as far as with bowel intolerance or having problems like that because you're not loading up enormous amounts of vitamin C in one sitting. And it's pretty easy on the gut, very digestible, very absorbable with multiple nutrients in it that really help out with immune function. So be sure to check out the vitamin C caps with antioxidants on-sales product of the week, and I told you guys a lot of people were asking me about this as far as the goat's milk formula and a few other things. That is available in the Eat Clean and Be Healthy cookbook. It was the last cookbook that we put together. That's on the front webpage right now. So I had a few people that were trying to find it and look for it, and uh, so I want to make sure it's on the front page for everybody to check it out. And also, too, as I told you yesterday, be sure to check out the Joint Rebuilding Formula, the all-new and revised formula that we have on the website at healthmasters.com. Really cool formula. Changed some stuff around it, added some stuff, bumped some stuff up. So I think everybody's going to really, really like the results you're getting from this as I've enjoyed it. And a lot of people that have taken it that I know are really getting good results from it. So be sure to check that out. Also, to in other news, this is interesting. And you always wonder. I always bring these topics up every time I see this because you always wonder what the real story is about this if there really was some type of outbreak on the in the food or if they actually did find something but over 30 tons of ground beef is now being recalled due to fear of contamination with e coli now of course that's a very serious problem is that meat is contaminated with e coli there's no question about it that can get people really sick really fast however the next question is you always kind of wonder and uh, about whether or not this stuff was actually legitimate or if they basically just simply found something in one batch somewhere, and, uh, suddenly they're going to dispose of all this meat. They said the routine testing of the meat sold by American Foods Group, also known as Green Bay Dressed Beef in Wisconsin, found that they had one batch that was contaminated with E. coli. Bacteria is normally found in animal intestines consumed can cause issues as far as stomach ache, diarrhea, vomiting, nasty stuff. You already know that. But essentially they said that it had been shipped all over the country, so multiple states now have had to recall this on multiple batches. And again, don't know if it really was, but all I do know is this. We've seen a war on meat like we've never witnessed before in our entire lives right now. And I mean when you have the mainstream media telling you you essentially need to eat bugs and you need to eat lab-grown cultured meat and you know plant-based soy burgers and they're all healthy for you and that's what you need to do and you need to no longer touch beef or touch eggs or touch any type of organic foods that are really really healthy really help out with cholesterol really help out with healthy fats in the body you know what they're gunning for and it's pretty easy to figure that out all you got to do is do a tiny bit of research and you find the truth out very very quickly 
So again, just something to be aware of, and this is why I always encourage people, make sure you have some backup food on supply. I, I can't reiterate that anymore. And I mean, if you want to get stuff from us, we got it. If you don't want to get stuff from us, that's fine too. Just get something, please. Even if you're just stocking up on some basic beans and rice. Granted, that's going to get boring very fast. However, it's still some food. That's one of the reasons why we have the 25-year uh, 20-year meat buckets that we put together with the dehydrated meat in them. I've used it repeatedly. does have a lot of sodium in it. Not going to lie about that, but I have used it a lot, and it's really, really good as additional protein source. If you do have backup beans and rice or other food you store, it's always good to have some backup dehydrated meat that you can add in and throw some additional protein because remember, if you're in a situation where you really are actually having to eat backup food, backup beans and rice, backup organic food buckets, MREs, whatever you have, it's probably going to be a pretty intense situation. You're normally not going to be doing it and sitting around on the couch all day and watching television. You're probably going to be very active. And you're probably going to be outside majority of the time, whatever the situation may be, whether it be for security, whether it be a hurricane, whether it be trying to help other neighbors out if they've had property damage or a catastrophe. Don't know, but all I know is this. Anytime I've had actually to dig into those or actually consider digging into them, it's generally a situation that's occurring. Like when we had the hurricanes down here back in 20, 2004, we had three hurricanes over six weeks cross over central Florida, literally crisscross each other. Virtually impossible. They said the statistical probability of that happening, you were more likely, I think, to get struck by lightning while winning the lottery. I mean, it was, it was so bizarre. It never has occurred ever again. Yet we watched it happen, and um, you know, I mean, Central Florida, the whole state of Florida, in Central Florida, was out of power. I mean, some places for weeks on end. And at that point, it's like, okay, you got to have some backup supplies. Your stores are out, generators start going out. Eventually, at a certain point, you got to have backup supplies. So I encourage you, make sure you're hedging your bet on that. At least some kind of backup. My minimum that I always say is I like to say at least 30 days to feed the entire family comfortably. That's, that's a realistic number. Now, if you want to go more than 60 and 90 days or some people want to go a year, that's also up to you. But I think a good basis that's realistic, that can be affordable, especially if you stack it up over a couple of years, 30-day supply. At that point in time, you're going to be able to evaluate and adapt and figure out what's next, whether or not you've got to start hunting, whether or not you've got to start moving, whether or not you've got to start fishing more, whatever it may be. Within 30 days, you're going to have a pretty good understanding of what you need to start doing, especially if you're well-prepared. So I encourage you to always stay prepared. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. The Hill just put out an article. They said how this strike, this United Auto Workers strike, is going to hit the economy. Now, what's interesting about this is this is something that I've told you guys is going to be planned in the in the his, in, in the past. I've told you they're going to be planned on something to try to remove the internal combustion engines and slow the production of them down to grind speed. They already did this during COVID. We watched that. Production of vehicles virtually stopped, and then they had all the chip issues. Well, isn't it ironic now? I'm going to throw this out there. Isn't it ironic that the United Auto Workers and the ones that are basically um, protesting and the ones that are striking, none of this is affecting the F-150 Lightning electronic, basically, assembly lines that they're using now, including using AI on some of this stuff, the F-150 Lightning and the electric vehicles aren't being touched at all with GM either. Isn't it ironic that Tesla hasn't had any issues like this, their automation and everything's continuing to go along? Why was it during COVID that suddenly the chip processors and the chips that basically, the microprocessors that they couldn't get for any of the diesel pickup trucks, were, I mean, virtually didn't exist in the entire world. 
but yet Tesla had record sales and record production. Didn't have any chip shortages. Didn't have any restrictions on anything at all. Why didn't any of the electric vehicles from other manufacturers have any restrictions or any you know chip shortages? Not coincidence when you start realizing what they're doing, because I told you guys this before. They are not going to go in and just immediately just stop production of these cars. Everybody would be up in arms. The entire auto industry would collapse, wouldn't do it. And you'd see all the vehicles that people currently own, especially new ones, they would start doubling and tripling the price because they wouldn't exist anymore. They don't want to do that. They want to slowly grind it to a halt, increase the taxes, increase the cost of fuel, make everybody essentially have to suffer this so – they go through the fear, they go through the loathing, and then they eventually go to the EV, which is going to be all the above in those. So again, it's really important. You continue to make sure you're doing your research on this if you're going to get a vehicle, because I was reading right here. They said now this walkout loom over the contract negotiations with Ford General Motor and Stellantis, right now they're saying that the economic impact of a 10-day strike would be $5 billion just within 10 days. They said a month-long work stoppage could also eat into the cash holdings that Fitch warned Friday, particularly if the targeted strikes balloon to a widespread shutdown. What's interesting about this, I talked to a buddy of mine yesterday that's in the auto industry, and he said essentially one full week of full shutdown striking will equate to almost a two-month delay every single week as far as in production and actually getting to the pipeline. So over the next couple months, Interesting stuff's going to be happening in the auto industry. Be prepared for it. Be aware of it. And also, like I said, use wisdom if you're getting a vehicle or if you have a vehicle. Do your research. I told you that before. So a lot of people get ripped off during COVID. Tried to give everybody a warning on that. But I also got a lot of emails from people that people thanked me and said, hey, listen, I actually started doing my research. So glad I didn't pay $30,000 over for a vehicle that I can now get you know, rebates off the of MSRP on. Just thought I would throw that out there. What do you think, Dan? How are you doing this morning? Often, as always, I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Now, many of you have asked me over the years, I mean, how in the world, Ted, do you always maintain a positive attitude? And I'll tell you why and how I do that. Years ago, Zig Ziglar was doing a seminar, or I may have heard it on audio tape. I can't remember. It's been so long ago. And he said one of the only things that you can control is your attitude. He said, if you're driving to the airport or you're driving downtown or you're driving somewhere and there's a wreck on the interstate, the traffic stops. And you're going to miss the plane or whatever's going to happen or you're being late for a meeting. He goes, you can get really mad about that or you can just sit back and relax and say, I can't control the traffic. He said that after he became a Christian, he decided that every day from that point on, he was going to have a good attitude about everything because, you know, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice in it. I will be glad in it regardless of the circumstances or what's happening in your life. And that's how I see it. That's why I always tell everybody, it'll get, I'm having a great day, but it'll get better. And I, that's my attitude that I've had now for almost 40 years. Now, I'm going to share something with you that I shared with you a few months ago. I'm going to tell you that little secret again. Oh, gosh, many years ago, one of the major universities, I believe I can't remember where it was. I'm not going to speculate. But I remember this is a story that Ziegler had given and basically wanted to find out why they had a group of millionaires that had all these diverse backgrounds. Some of them had PhDs. Some of them had kindergarten dropouts. Some of them had their own businesses. Some of them were for other people. But all these guys were multimillionaires, and they wanted to figure out what the common denominator was on that because they had gone through all of their backgrounds and it was so diverse they couldn't put a pencil to it to try to figure it out from a quantitative standpoint. So finally they did the analysis and they had everybody do surveys and they found that the single common thread that ran through all of these individuals that were super successful in their businesses and their families and their financial life, everything, was they were all good finders. Whenever asked a question, they'd always try to find the good in everyone and everything first. 
And then if they couldn't find the good, they can make decisions very quickly and act on those decisions and be able to stick behind their decisions as entrepreneurs, which are risk takers. And so I thought that was very, very interesting. The number one thing, though, they were all good finders. They always tried to find the good in everything. That's the way I am. That's what I do on this show. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will be glad in it, regardless of whether it's raining, regardless of UAWs on strike. Regardless, we have a hurricane coming through. It doesn't make any difference. I have to control my attitude because it's the only thing that I can control. There's so many variables out there in this world that we can't control. There's so many variables out there that we can't fix. I can't help it if there's another accident on I-4. I just hope and pray that I'm not involved in it because that's a wretched road to ride on. I can't help it if the storm's coming in because they're controlling those with harp. I can't help it what they're doing, but I can control my attitude, and I have a good one. And I can put on the full armor of God, and I can dig in, and I can stand my ground like the Bible says. I can do that. Then I can commit my plans unto the Lord, and therefore they will succeed because God plus one is always the majority. You just have to stand and then stand and then stand. And when you're tired of standing, guess what you get to do? You get to stand more and say, I'm not going to put up with this, and I'm not going to be part of this. I'm not going to allow my job to overwhelm me. I'm not going to allow my career to take me away from my family. I'm not going to allow these people to basically use me in my life. I'm not going to allow any of this stuff to happen because this is the day the Lord hath made. I've committed my plans unto the Lord. Therefore, I know they will succeed. The Bible says it another way. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by my spirit, saith the Lord. And when we are basically filled with the Holy Spirit, we have the righteousness, peace, and joy through his fulfilling. And that's why I always try to bring you a message of hope on this show every single day. Because I want you to know it doesn't matter the news cycle. The news is very real. And if it's a garden of weeds, it's a garden of weeds. The other day I have a good friend of mine, and he was telling me that I was being negative because his sister basically is dating somebody who just stole a bunch of money from her. And basically she found out about it. They were engaged, and now they don't know what to do. And now she's not sure if they're going to get married or not. And I said, well, the guy's a thief. And he goes, well, you're being negative. I'm like, the guy just stole a bunch of money from your sister. He's a thief. Well, that's, that's saying negative stuff about him. I said, dude, he is a thief. Now, whether you want to marry him or not, or you try to figure out why he stole the money, you can go into all those details later, but the guy just stole money. But the reality is that if you have a garden and it's full of weeds and it's absolutely hideous because it's completely grown up with weeds, you can't even see the flowers, you can't go out and call that a beautiful garden. you got to call it a garden of weeds. Now, you can say that can become a beautiful garden. You know, this can be a beautiful garden. I can speak that over. I go out there and pull the weeds, replant the flowers, do whatever I want to do, and I'll have a beautiful garden. But right now, it's a garden of weeds. The United States government and where we are right now is a massive Mossad, CIA, FBI, psychop garden of weeds. Now, we can pretend like it's not. We can pretend like Donald Trump's our savior, that Donald Trump basically is going to be our messiah, that Donald Trump didn't put more CFR members into the White House than any other president. That Donald Trump didn't try to promote red flag gun laws. That Donald Trump said he never would have passed the heartbeat law that the governor DeSantis passed. That Donald Trump didn't say that he wanted to have the most gay administration and gay-friendly administration in the history of the White House. We can pretend that he didn't say all those things. We can pretend like Donald Trump didn't do Operation Warp Speed. We can pretend like that, too, and have not been promoting the kill shot now for two and a half years after his presidency. And we can pretend like Donald Trump really, really, really basically didn't know that he could pardon the people from January the 6th, which he obviously knew. And he, we can pretend all of those things. We keep giving him a pass after 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 a pass. I talked to my friend last night, and they said, well, we still support Trump. And I'm like, well, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a two-pony show. You know, third parties don't get any traction in this country. We know that. And we know that they're going to hack the election anyhow. 
we know that DeSantis has already been marginalized because his comments on gays and what he's done as far as, you know, Reedy Creek with Disney and all the rest of this stuff as far as going after the grooming of our children because the people who run the country are the Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan sect that like to have sex with little kids. We, we know all that. Also, all we have right now is a situation in which they've given us two corrupt ponies to run on this race, Biden and Trump. Now, Trump's under indictment. He's never going to go to prison. That's never going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Presidents of the United States don't go to prison. They don't, they, they're going to get pardoned or whatever's going to happen. But somebody's going to pardon. Biden's going to get pardoned. Who knows what's going to happen? But the point is, we know that this thing's a circus act, a circus show, that we can get caught up in partisan politics. We can do that. And we can pretend like, well, I'm a Democrat. Well, I'm a Republican. I'm a this. I'm a that. I spoke to my friend last night. She was dating a moderate who's a Democrat. And she's like, I can't do it. I can't date somebody who basically doesn't have my values from a political standpoint. And I said, well, no. I said, why would you do that? Because all you're going to do is have conflict. Every time something happens or an election happens, you're going to be arguing about it or not be happy about it or whatever. And that goes back to the dating that I've talked about in the last few weeks as far as the relationships that you have that you build with somebody that you think you're in love with and they think they're in love with you or you may indeed actually be in love with one another. But the reality is this. You've got to agree on the major issues. You may have a couple of outliers that you don't agree on. You can put on the shelf and be done with it. You got to talk about this stuff, especially with children and kids and diet and vaccines and shots and all the rest of the stuff, including the COVID shot. You got to talk about all of this stuff, whether you want to or not. It doesn't make any difference. If you have good premarital counseling, you're going to cover all that stuff. You really are. And you're going to figure out real quick if you're going to be able to work this out with this individual or not. Or if you're going to be able to provide enough information to that individual to prove to them that what you're saying is true, which is easy to do, especially with the clot shot now, or if they're going to continue to believe they have to have every vaccine that comes across the pike, and then you've got to deal with their health and their mental illness and all the other things that could occur from the shot. I know this one lady, she got the shot because her quote-unquote grandfather was sick, and she couldn't go visit him, and he never took the shot. He refused to do it. And now she's got nothing but health problems. Now she's got the flu again. She's literally sick all the time after she took the shot. A lot of people gained weight after they took the shot. A lot of women have gained weight after they took the shot, and they don't know why. But I'll say one thing about the shot. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a multi-purpose abuser, both men and women. And one more thing I'm going to say about this while I'm talking about this, and I'll, go off to the, I'll, I'll start on the stories that I want to cover today, is that we need to realize that when you drink alcohol, you decrease the production of an enzyme called lipase by almost 50%, some say up to 35 to 50%, which that lipase burns body fats that it stores it. And when you start drinking a glass of wine a day, which is like an ounce of alcohol, or a mixed drink, which is like a glass of, you know, ounce of alcohol, or a beer, which is like an ounce of alcohol, and you start hitting your body every day with that alcohol, you stop producing lipase to the point where you start storing body fat. And I see all these women who basically are on these dating sites now, forgive me for talking about this garbage again that I'm in the middle of, but what ends up happening is, you find out that these pictures they had are two years old, and they've been drinking wine every single day for the past two years. And then when you run into them, you know, they're 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds heavier than they were in their photographs, and you got yourself catfish is what they call it, in which you were given old pictures. And they don't even realize that the alcohol was the primary cause of this. So ladies, listen to me, please. Men, listen to me. Alcohol increases the risk of pancreatic cancer, liver cancer, cirrhosis of the liver, alcoholism, osteoporosis, and breast cancer. The French Paradox study that was done over 20 years ago now said if you don't drink alcohol, don't start because the benefits to the heart are vastly outweighed by the detrimental side effects of this alcohol product that's causing all these other horrible diseases and cancers to come on your body. Don't drink. 
In other words, they're saying to you, it doesn't matter if you get healthier when you drink red wine. Okay, You don't have as much heart disease. The other diseases are going to come upon you much quicker. It's like statin drugs. If you take statin drugs for like 30 years, they, they have done the statistics on this now. You literally live statistically like three days longer. Three days. That's it. So you take a drug that's going to lower cholesterol, which is going to massively increase the risk of all kinds of other diseases, including skeletal muscle necrosis and kidney failure. You're going to live about three days longer after a 30-year bout with this mess, and you're going to have all these horrible problems that are associated with the statin drugs happen to you. It's easier to control your cholesterol if you need to do that by changing your diet, cutting out the animal proteins, drinking more water, cutting out the dairy products. It's so easy to mitigate cholesterol if you need to bring it down to around 200 if you'd like. I don't like going under 200 with cholesterol because all disease rates go through the roof, particularly cancer, as your cholesterol goes under 200. Yeah, I, I try to keep my cholesterol over 200. Without, if, you, if you're not over 200, then you can't even produce testosterone. And so you, you basically you turn into a little girly man who's impotent. Oh, gosh, I can't believe I said that. But that's just what happens. And you see it over and over and over and over again. That's why I eat my three to four eggs every single morning. I usually eat four you know, in butter, swimming in butter, swimming in organic butter. You know, taking a bubble bath in butter, I guess you call it. I, I want to have eggs every single day because I want the sulfur from those yolks for hair, for skin, for nails. So I don't have all kinds of issues like, you know, hair loss and you know, my skin gets all flaky and messed up. I always take my oils every single day because I don't want psoriasis and, you know, patchy, you know, scabby elbows and joints and all. I don't want, I want all that stuff. You've got to have fat in your diet. You have to have cholesterol in your diet. And if you don't, you're going to start having health issues, period. That's just the bottom line of that. That's why I hate this thing with the statin drugs. And, of course, they did that to decrease longevity, to, decrease imp- to, to increase impotency, decrease fertility rates, all of it. In fact, if you read that last book that I wrote, Breakthrough Health, I list the top 10 drugs never to use. And the first thing I list, I list statin drugs, and I give you literally 40, 50 side effects that are associated with statin drugs. And then I give you the other nine drugs that you should never take. So, guys, listen, this is so important. We give you health advice on this show. You know, check us out. Check out what we're saying. You know, do it. Do your own research on this. You know, make sure that you understand why you're doing it. And you're not just doing it because Ted and Austin are telling you to or suggesting that you do it, that you're doing it because you understand the health benefits and the parameters of that. If you know the magnesium brain food helps to chelate aluminum back out of the brain and pass through the blood-brain barrier, you know, then that's why you take that product because you know it's going to get rid of brain fog. Like this morning, I haven't had any coffee. I mean, I feel absolutely wonderful today. But the reality is, is that you know, I take my magnesium brain food every single day. You know, I try to take my omega threes every day, and my zinc, and my E, and the HGH stimulator, and all the things that I take on a regular basis. My turmeric every day, my six thousand milligrams of vitamin C every day, my D three, my potassium iodine. I do all of these things on an ongoing basis. Why? Because I know the health benefits. Because I know what they do. People say, I can't believe you take all those supplements every day. Well, yeah, I just curled 100 pounds for eight reps the other day, and they were pretty easy. I'll do a video of it next week or this week when I do it again and post it for you guys. Again, so you can see it so you'll know it's legit. I'll give you the date that I do it so you'll know it's current. And it's just this is what you have the ability to do even in your 60s. I mean, if you do this and you take care of yourself. Now, if you don't, I don't suggest you pick up 100 pounds if you're 60 years old. I don't suggest you do that because, quite frankly, you could herniate yourself. <laughs> you could have an abdominal hernia or you could have a, you know, a, you know, a hernia with your, with your spine. Be very, very careful about to herniate a disc doing stuff like this, but I've been training my whole life. So I do my best to train and eat clean and keep my exercises real strict as far as my form. 
don't go out there and say, well, Ted can do this. I can do this. No, no, don't. Just want you start with 20 pounds on curls. Build it up. <laughs> just try to build it up. Because quite frankly, I don't do that very often either because of what I just suggested. I'll do it maybe twice a year just to see, make sure my strength is up. But I'll work those arms every single week, twice a week. And then I'll go in and I'll, go, I'll do a couple of these curls every so often just to see what I can still do to make sure that I'm maintaining my lean muscle mass. I have no idea why I got off on all that this morning, but I guess I did. Okay, let's go ahead and go into this stuff. Mike Pence. This is an excellent article by Leo Homan. And uh, it says, Mike Pence outs himself as a servant of the neocon, warmongering, Luciferian, deep state. Uh, we already knew that. Sorry there, uh, Leo, but we knew that. But this is a very good article you wrote. Mike Pence is quickly becoming the most unlikable politician in American history. And I'm not even talking about his backstabbing role on January the 6th. Speaking at a town hall on September the 13th, Pence said that if the Ukraine can't deliver a bloody nose to Russia, that means he's right in the middle of this mess with Ukraine, the U.S. needs to step in and send troops to join the fight, thereby ensuring Russia's defeat. He's telling us to start World War III. Wow. This sounds like a recipe for nuclear war, which Pence did not address, nor was he asked to address it in the totally staged event. Watch his response to the video below, which you can see. I'm going to post this for you. Pence kept a low profile as vice president, but now he's showing his true colors. Remember, Donald Trump picked this weirdo. He says Biden isn't giving Ukraine enough support. Apparently, $110 billion in military aid is not enough. And if we do not give them resources they need, Pence said Ukraine will drive the Russian military back. How much is enough, Mike? What is this guy smoking? <laughs> Don't tell him. He's, he's probably so drugged up right now. Clearly, it's the same drug that all of the other neocons in Washington like to smoke. I can only imagine it must be high-potency meth wrapped in $100 bills, courtesy of Raytheon, Northrop, Gundam, and Lockheed Martin. And I will add the BlackRock, Straight Street, and Vanguard, who owns all these corporations, owned by the International Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of Satan bankers, which he already mentioned that they were Satanists in the beginning. Putin has made it very clear that he's not backing out of Ukraine without a deal that includes Ukraine being demilitarized and a guarantee it will not become a member of NATO. It's just me or does it appear that Pence's whole countenance has changed? He always looks plastic and fake, but now his eyes burn with Luciferian lust for death. Leo, he's probably possessed, buddy. Mike Pence is probably possessed by some kind of demonic entity. Just thought I'd say that here in passing. In less than five minutes, Pence managed to repeat every lie of the neocon globalist war monitoring deep state and its uniparty minions that Russia and Putin want to reclaim the old Soviet empire. Not true. That Russia is a threat. Not true. That they're trying to launch an unprovoked invasion of NATO countries. Not true. And if we don't fight the communists over there, we'll have to fight them over here. Not true. Okay. First of all, Mike Pence. You're, you're, you're number one, but let me just, just be blunt with you, Mike. If you want to have a little debate with me on this, I'll be happy to talk to you. You're a moron, okay? You're about as dumb as a box of rocks. I, I've never seen anybody that's as fake and as weird as you, okay, in politics. I mean, you were just absolutely a minion of the deep state. Just thought I'd say that to you right up front before I address your issues right now. Of course, these are all my opinions about you, but the reality is we still have a First Amendment right, which I'm sure you'd like to get rid of too. And your handling of January 6th was ludicrous. But I won't go into that today at all. But the reality is, is that when we have politicians that are warmongers and neocons and push this narrative to this level like he's just done, we've got to realize that he's probably a CFR member. He's probably a member of the deep state. In fact, he may have actually been on a videotape courtesy of Jeffrey Epstein. Not saying I know that for a fact. I'm just saying that there you go. It sure seems like he is touting the Rothschild Banking Empire's New World Order and the destruction of the American state. And quite frankly, Mr. Pence, he's saying that the communists have to come and invade us. 
the communists came in and invaded us in 1933, you blithering idiot, with the Frankfurt School at Columbia University with cultural Marxism. And they have come in now and they have usurped the family unit in the United States due to the inability of our government to stop the communist takeover of the United States. And Stalin and Lenin both said we will destroy the United States internally without ever having fired a shot, Mr. Pence. Just thought I'd mention that to you. So why don't you read some more about history and realize that you haven't got a snowball's chance at HT double sticks in Florida on black asphalt in August on a hundred degree day to get the presidency of the United States. And you just need to go retire to some quagmire of absolutely disgust that perhaps you and Jeffrey Epstein are involved in. Who knows? But the reality is, give us a break. Get off national news. Stop running for president and let us all realize that you're just an absolute has-been politician that has never done anything legitimate in his entire life. That's my opinion of Michael Pence, Austin. What do you think, bud? And what's your next story? <laughs> oh, man. You're on a roll this morning, dude. I can't say I really disagree much with what you said as far as your take on Mike. Um, yeah, this whole entire theater of Ukraine now is becoming so insulting. It, it really is now. I mean, before we realized what was going on, we started to realize further what was going on. I've told you guys in detail, a lot of the guys I know that have been contractors and what's going on is they're running more weapons and guns and they're feeding it to the rest of the world. It's just a giant weapon laundering or weapon trafficking scheme like they've done and a huge money laundering scheme. That's probably one of the reasons why this clown is constantly pushing. He's probably got some massive kickbacks on the back end. Again, that's my speculation, but I do like the analogy. They must be smoking meth wrapped in hundred dollar bills. <laughs> we read that. I started laughing is, I mean, you can't really defer anything much different from this behavior. I mean, when you come out and you continually support a country that is in the middle of a minor conflict with Russia and essentially the United States is supposed to be, I guess, the giant savior to the world. Yet where's all of our aid? I'm just asking that. You know, we give aid to Africa, we give aid to Europe, we give aid to Ukraine, we give aid to Israel, we give all, I mean, literally, it's tens of billions and hundreds of billions of dollars in aggregate we give to every country in the world via taxpayer funding. Remember that. They steal your money from you at gunpoint. They take your money and don't ask you what you want done with it. They then give it to other countries and then come back to you and say, oh, by the way, we need more money. We're pulling our gun out again. If you don't give us more money, we're throwing you in jail because, well, this other country needs more money. When's the United States going to start getting some uh, aid? Hmm? When, when, when are we supposed to start getting some financial aid? Just curious. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if Israel comes off that giant pile of cash they've been stashing for the last decade or two decades we've been giving them? Hey, you know, we know you guys are having a huge issue with the economy right now. We know the banker boys have massively overinflated the dollar. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. How about we help support you guys some stuff? How about we help support your local border to secure your border so you don't have millions of individuals coming across the border and basically getting free everything? I talked to another guy in real estate. Yesterday, and he said that the amount of backouts out of mortgage contracts right now is the highest he's ever seen it in over 20 years. As far as the, it usually operates on around a 10 to 12 percent 
back out rate, so to speak. So when somebody gets to the final closing, the last thing they have to do before they have to close is sign all the final paperwork and they back out. So to back out. They said right now they're operating around an 18 to 19% back out rate, almost double what the average is. Meaning when people are finally getting the numbers and they're realizing the overhead and the HOAs and the property taxes and the upkeep and the mortgage payment and the interest and, 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 they're finally looking at the numbers and they're going, this is too much. I can't afford this. And they're, they're backing out. What's crazy about this is, though, is why they keep telling us that we don't have enough houses. Hmm? Where, where are all the people coming from that keep buying these houses because the mortgage purchases right now are way down? People buying houses and selling houses are way down. Where are all these houses short from? Hmm? The only way for houses to be short, a housing shortage, is you have a X amount of people the number is too high, greater than the amount of houses, right? It's easy, simple, mathematic calculation. Where are all the people coming from? Oh, that's right. Every other country in the entire world. <laughs> Newsflash. This is why BlackRock has been and will be, they're saying by the end of next year, BlackRock will be the largest mortgage holder, largest homeowner in the entire country. They will own more houses, more real estate, more mortgages than any other firm in the entire country. That's what's going on. They're coming in now and they're buying huge swaths of property, developmental, right before they're even done, before they're even developed, they're coming in and buying them up, pre-buying them, taking every single house, and then they're going in and they're subsidizing these houses for all kinds of other people around the world to live in for free. That's why everybody's coming across the border. Why? I mean, why wouldn't you? I'll be honest with you. If you're in a third world country and you live in a pile of trash, Shame from anywhere, and all of a sudden somebody says, "Oh, by the way, if you can get across that border, they're going to give you a free house. They're going to give you free subsidies. They're going to give you free credit cards. They're going to give you a free Obama phone. They're going to give you free everything." I mean, quite frankly, you'd be a moron not to do it. Just be honest with you, you really would. If you have nothing, and somebody's telling you that, you'd be you'd be stupid not to take them up on that offer. Hence, why they're doing this. They're imploding the country from within. That's why the population rate seems to be growing rapidly in the United States. Yet the birth rate has declined steadily, and the death rate, especially with died suddenly, has been going up through the roof. We talked to a business owner the other day, and he was talking about the CEO of a business that he knew of. And essentially, the CEO ended up getting a clot shot pretty much against his will because he, his daughter wouldn't let him see his granddaughter if he didn't get the shot. He got the shot. Started having all his health problems. Doctors couldn't figure it out. He kept going back to the doctor. Basically started having all these memory problems, all these coordination problems. Couldn't focus. Had to be stepping out of meetings all the time. Suddenly, died in his sleep suddenly. No idea. That's not the first time I've heard that. It's actually probably the hundredth time I've heard that. I mean, from people, I mean, first person stories on this now. That's why they're trying to bring so many people into the United States to offset the death rate that's happening right now so they can so nobody realizes what the actual population is in the United States. This is why Deagle pulled all their forecasts down two years ago. If you remember this, during COVID, Deagle, that Deagle projection has been up for years, talking all the way down to like 90 million people in the United States is what they projected by 2025. Well, I guess the Deagle forecast and the World Economic Forum boys realized that was getting way too much traction and way too many people were screenshotting and passing around the website, the web, you know, worldwide web and printed off, which they were. Everybody started talking about it. So what they did was they removed it. And I guess they looked at it from an algorithm standpoint and they said, okay, listen, 
the only way this is going to work and keep people from really realizing what's happening is we're going to have to bring in tens of millions of people from other countries to basically take over. And that's exactly what we're doing right now and what we're watching. So again, really, really important support a lot of the local border agents. A lot of these guys are working really hard right now. They're getting their, you know, red tape wrapped around their hands. These guys are doing the best they can. They need more support. I know a lot of guys that have been trying to get involved in it from a security standpoint and getting hired. And it's funny that we apparently have endless amounts of money to keep sending to Ukraine, but yet the funding for border agents and the funding for border control uh, keeps getting cut every single year. You remember when uh, Biden did that two years ago? I told you guys about that. Cut the funding by you know a couple billion dollars. Oh, we need to cut the funding for this. Really? But now we're sending another, I think, 40 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. Abrams tanks? And we're going full-blown full tank warfare over here. We're sending them alleged fighter jets. I mean, what is actually happening in that crazy place over there with Russia and Ukraine? And the real truth, I don't think we'll ever get to the real, real bottom of what's happening. We know what's happening, but my gosh, I think if we actually got a real eyeful, I think everybody would be shocked on how crazy it is, even more than we expect. Also, to another news, this is interesting. This is an important reason why you really need to be using wisdom. And be cautious getting in arguments with people, especially over neighborhood stuff. I've been in multiple altercations before in neighborhood disputes directly involved in them, and I've always tried my best to be very calm and collected the best I can, especially in most cases because I usually am carrying deadly force at all times on my person. There's crazy people in this world, and if I ever meet them and they need to meet me and we have to go at it, I will be prepared at all times. That being said, this is sad because – this guy down here in Florida is, uh, was basically cutting hedges and tree limbs that were hanging over on his side of the property. And Edward Drozowski, 78 years old, came out there and saw Brian Ford cutting basically these tree limbs off his side. And they got in this massive verbal altercation over it, went back and forth, and uh, basically told the guy, this older gentleman, said, you know, you can't cut my property off your property. And just, just, just petty. And then, then, you know, there's an 11-year-old son out there, eight-year-old son out there. And this 78-year-old flips out, loses his cool, pulls out a pistol, and kills this guy on his, off, on his property, on, his, on this other guy's property, with his eight-year-old son having to watch that, which his dad bleed out in front of him, over doggone tree-cutting dispute. My friends, I've watched things escalate very rapidly before in my life, situations that get out of hand very quickly. And I can tell you they get out of hand very quickly. But what I also say is use wisdom. There's some people out there that are unhinged. They're completely and totally mentally unstable. There's no question about it. And some of them do own firearms. That's part of the world that we live in. And if you start getting in a situation where stuff starts getting out of control, make sure you use wisdom. There's nothing wrong with backing away for a second. There's nothing wrong with stepping aside and letting things cool down. I've done it before, and I've gotten better as I've gotten older. Always try to de-escalate a situation because now – this guy's going to prison, the dad's dead, and the eight-year-old has to deal with this and think about this the rest of his life. Eight years old, man. This is a kid over cutting tree limbs. And I always encourage people, if you start seeing something escalate, move out of the situation. Get off the X. People sometimes are unhinged. People are sometimes very crazy. And so, again, if you're carrying deadly force, you have an even higher degree of accountability that you have to show and a degree of essentially common collectiveness because you know what you can do. And this guy, obviously, 78-year-old, was completely out of his mind from a reality standpoint. And uh, yeah, 
and now this situation's occurred. But like I said before, guys, be cautious with this stuff. I've been in a lot of disputes before, and sometimes stuff happens really, really quick. And one of the best things to do is, like I said, observe the situation before you start getting and escalating it the best you can. But again, it doesn't matter. This already happened now. I just want to kind of address that and throw it out there as kind of a, I don't know, a daily life lesson because it's sad when you see just a needless, pointless death like that, especially in front of a young child that didn't need to see that at that age, Dad. What do you think? You know, you know, Austin, I've, I've seen the same type of things escalate over yards and easements, especially easements. And uh, quite frankly, I will suggest to you, if you are buying a piece of property and it has an easement on it, uh, that you reevaluate whether you really want to live there with somebody else crossing your property at high rates of speed on an ongoing basis. Because quite frankly, uh, it can get sideways really, really, really fast. And, I, and it's sad because in some cases when that happens – it happens, like you said, very, very quickly. I've seen that before with our own neighborhood. I saw it easy one time get closed because people could go in and out of another exit entryway, and the person comes to the easement and basically says, demands to come through the gate, and then because the gate wasn't open immediately for them, they fell into the dirt in the rain and the mud, kicking and screaming until they passed out, went unconscious. And you think, well, you didn't really see that. Yeah, I actually saw that. I think I think Austin saw that too. I think he was with me. I mean, it's it the craziest thing I've ever seen. I, I mean, so you, you you don't realize how unhinged people could get over conflict. And, and and I've you know I know we we had a big oak tree that was on my property that I planted years ago when I moved here, and it was encroaching on my garage. It was encroaching on my driveway, and I had to have it removed. But it was also shading the neighbor's house, you know. And I I asked him before I did it. I said, you know, there's another tree here that's going to grow out and going to fill in more. Do you have a problem with me cutting this tree down since it's also producing shade for your house? And he goes, well, it's your tree. You can do what you want. I said, no, I want to ask you, are you okay with that? He said, yes. See, I was being respectful of him. Then the other tree that was in front of that one now has big limbs that cover both yards. And he asked me the other day if he, if he could trim them up a little bit. And I said, absolutely. They're in your yard. They're over your property. Do what you think you need to do. I just asked you don't butcher the tree, but that's your call. It's on your land. And so that's the kind of attitude you've got to have. But some people don't have that. Over hedges, over tree limbs, somebody dies in front of their eight-year-old son, and this whack-bag 78-year-old, basically, who's basically probably got senile dementia by now, and has done this, has not even realized what kind of nutbag he is. I remember one time I had to merge into traffic up in North Carolina, and I was very safe with it, but the guy who I merged in front of got mad. He followed me all the way to the airport where my, train, my plane was parked. I went through security gates. He followed me right through the security gates. The guy looked like Moses. He's like 100 years old. He's like, he's like ancient of days. He was, he was like unbelievably old, unbelievably mean. And he stops right beside my car and starts screaming at me, you know, at the airport. And I looked at him. He said, you cut me off, I, which I did not do. And I just looked at him and I said, dude, you know, I guess I should have been more careful. I apologize. And he didn't know what to do. Now, that, now, let me stop for one second. Let me just share this with you. Why would I do that when I didn't do anything wrong? I can guarantee you he was armed. That's number one. Number two, I was armed. We were both carrying deadly force. I did merge into traffic in front of him, but I did not cut him off, but he saw it differently. And so when I said that to him, he, he calmed down. And he drove away. Now, let me give you a couple scenarios here. Number one, I have no idea how old he was, but he looked older than dirt, and dirt's pretty old. I, I, he had to be in his mid-80s, 90s. He, he looked that old or just had really taken bad care of himself. He could have cancer. He could have senile dementia. He could have a plethora of other types of diseases in which he doesn't want to have anymore that he may be terminal for, and he wants to go out in a blaze of glory. 
and take somebody else with them. You say, well, they wouldn't really do that. Yeah, people do that kind of junk all the time. They're going to commit suicide. They have the police officers shoot them while they're shooting at police officers. People do that kind of crazy stuff all the time, especially if they've taken the clot shot now. Just going to be real blunt here with you guys because of the amount of blood flow that's been decreased going to their brain. They start losing synaptic function. They can't think properly, no longer have proper reasoning skills. And now suddenly they find themselves in a situation where they don't want to be not thinking like they want to think, but they've got enough sense to know that they're about to go into a nursing home situation and they don't want to do that. So they'd rather go out in a blaze of gunfire. They'd rather go out with their boots on shooting at somebody, I guess. Never forget there are people like that. Then you have other people that are on drugs that may not be you know, ancient of days. They may be 40 or 50 years old and they go berserk and they're all tweaked out on something on meth or crank or whatever. They ain't making good decisions either. And so all of these people could use you as a precipitating incident if you allow them to do it to create a fatal incident to happen right there on that spot. Either you getting killed, them getting killed, or both of you getting killed. You know, I've had this happen to me in parking lots. I've had people walk up to me before, and you know, I stop them. I say, stop, you, need to, you know, don't come closer to me. I don't know you. And I'll say, look, I said, this is going to go sideways for us if you decide to do something stupid. I said, we're both going to have our lives changed immediately. And I said, you need to walk away. And, you know, and every time they have so far, they have. I remember one time we were in San Diego. I was there with Sharon and the hotel had this opening elevator on the street. If you can believe that. I mean, I've never seen that before or since. And they probably have closed it since then. And I remember we were going up to our room and some guy, you could tell he was a bad person jumped in the elevator as it was closing with us to go up to the room with us. And I looked at him and he looked at me and I took Sharon. I had my left arm in front of me and I pulled Sharon behind me. So he couldn't have access to my wife. And I looked at him. I said, I'm not that guy. He goes, I'm starting to realize that. I said, you don't understand. This is not going to go the way you think it's going to go. And I, he said, I got that. And I said, so I'd fire you. I just back down. He goes, I, I've got that. I'm getting off the elevator. I said, okay. Because you have to – and the thing you have to do with these guys, because they want to be stealth, they don't want you to see them. And Austin's talked about this. And this is going to be difficult for some people to do, but you've got to make eye contact with them, especially if you're a male. You have to let them know that you're not going to be a victim. You can't put off the energy field that, hey, I'm a victim. Do something to me that's really, really bad, and I'll be okay with it. No. you got to let them know that this is not going to go good for him. Now, I wasn't armed, and he probably had a knife in his pocket, but he wasn't going to mess with my wife. He wasn't going to do that. That wasn't going to happen, not in that elevator, not ever with me. And he calmed himself right back down and got off on the next floor. But the reality is be very, very careful with situational awareness. It's critical. It really, really is. John Whitehead wrote a really good commentary. And he goes, a nation of snitches. The DHS is grooming Americans to report on each other. And uh, wow. There are relatively few secret police. and Most were just processing the information coming in. I had found out a shocking fact. It wasn't the secret police who were doing the widespread wide-scale surveillance and hiding on every street corner. It was ordinary German people who were informing on their neighbors, Professor Robert Gelletli, author of Backing Hitler. And you see this all of the time. The neighbors are the snitches. They turn you in. I've got a friend of mine who's a pastor, and one of his ex-employees or maybe one of the family members has turned him in for doing things that they say wasn't right. They snitched on him. It's sad. And it goes on to say in this article, are you among the 41% of Americans who regularly attend church or some other religious service? Do you believe the economy is about to collapse and the government will soon declare martial law? Do you display an unusual number of political and or ideological bumper stickers on your car? Are you among the 44% of Americans who live in a household with a gun? If so, are you concerned that the government may be plotting to confiscate your firearms? If you answered yes to any of the above questions, you may be an anti-government extremist, a.k.a. domestic terrorist, in the eyes of the government and flag for heightened surveillance and preemptive intervention. 
let that sink in a moment. If you believe in exercising your rights under the Constitution, namely you right to speak freely, worship freely, associate with, like, associate with like-minded individuals who share your political views, who criticize the government, own a weapon, demand a warrant before being questioned or searched, or any other activity viewed as potentially anti-government, racist, bigoted, anarchic, or sovereign, you must have been promoted to the top of the government's terrorist watch list. I assure you I'm not making this stuff up. So what is the government doing about these so-called American extremists? The government is grooming the American people to spy on each other as part of the Center for Prevention Programs and Partnerships, or the CP3 program. According to journalist Leo Holman, we covered this story a few weeks ago, the government is handing out $20 million in grants to police, mental health networks, universities, churches, and school districts to enlist the help in identifying Americans who might be political dissidents or potential extremists. So if you don't go along with the government and what they want to do, if you don't go along with what they're telling you to do, then you're going to basically be considered a political extremist. What do you think happened on January the 6th? Trump had a rally call for everybody to come up there and protest the election. Donald Trump did that. Then he allowed all those people who were there to be entrapped, and many of them, hundreds of them, if not thousands of them, arrested, held without bond, and put in prison for up to 20 years, whether or not they were even at the event or not. We've seen this already. Donald Trump did that. Donald Trump did not go address the party. He did not go address the rally. He drove by in his car, you know, his bulletproof limousine. Donald Trump did not pardon any of those people, but he is the one who precipitated the entire event. Why was that done? Donald Trump is a pawn of the deep state, whether you want to believe that or not. He just has rhetoric. His walk talks more than his talk talks. Listen to what he says and watch what he does. Now we have a situation in which the bulk of the American population that really had tremendous leadership skill and hated what was going on in the government with the last election went to rally for Donald Trump in D.C., primarily because of what Q had done, the CIA psychop, and then ended up getting themselves arrested. And they put a giant black mark on this entire country by saying, if you don't like what we do and you protest against us, we will lock you up indefinitely or for as long as we'd like. We're going to make your life miserable and we're going to bankrupt you and bankrupt your family and make you an object of scorn and ridicule in your own neighborhood because of what you did to talk about an unfair election. Everybody knows what happened on that election night. Everybody knows it was hacked, who has a, who's got two brain cells to rub together, period. Now, a lot of people think that it wasn't. They think it was legit. I don't, and a lot of you don't. But the problem is we should have the right as American citizens to talk about that, but apparently now the snitches are going to come out and talk about us. And I've been snitched on before, you know, with county, with zoning, with having an office in my home, and on and on and on and on. This list goes on and on. I can just do whatever. Or you say something in a church, and then you're called into the pastor's office, and you've got to talk about something that you did on radio or TV, and you have to try to explain yourself because you had a differing opinion than the mainstream medical establishment does or did. I've had to go through that too. I've, I've, I've seen so much in my life of people doing this and snitching out at each other. It's mind-boggling to me and that people won't address this as a problem that we really have. By the way, this is another interesting article. I'm going to read part of this to you. The Zombie Apocalypse, brought to you by the CDC. Uh, wow, this is just interesting. Wonder why zombies and zombie apocalypse and zombie preparedness continues to live or walk dead on a CDC website. As it turns out, 
what first began as a tongue-in-cheek campaign to engage new audiences with preparedness messages has proven to be a very effective platform. We can continue to reach and engage a wide variety of audiences on health hazards preparing via the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, if the totally crazy content posted on the official CDC website is any indication as the state of the nation is about to enter a rapidly accelerating spiral into a zombie apocalypse, in the view of the following poster it's showing here, is also posted to the CDC site, it appears that Big Pharma owned and operated Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is preparing for a very real zombie apocalypse. Why would the CDC allocate so much website space to comment content regarding a zombie apocalypse? Just take a close look at all the search results that are listed on the CD site to understand how seriously those big pharma operatives are taking the coming zombie apocalypse pandemic. Given the parallel number of deaths and vaccine injuries directly caused by the vaccine injections, it's clear that the CDC is expecting an overwhelming public health crisis throughout through 2021 and beyond. And of course, the man-made public health disaster we blamed on the coronavirus pandemic, when in reality is highly due to experimental, extremely dangerous, gene-altering COVID vaccine. Now, I'm not going to read you the rest of this because I'm almost out of time. But I'm going to post this for you so you can read it. Guys, listen to me. People walk around, start staring, and start spinning and drop dead. It's called planking, P-L-A-N-K-I. They have a name for it now. You just straight drop, boom, you're dead. But they're walking around. They see something first. Are they looking into another dimension? Did they see some demonic entity coming after them? I don't know. All I know is this. This isn't going away, and people are still doing this, and they're coming around with another round of these clot shots, kill shots, pandemic shots, whatever you want to call them. And the people out there that are dumb enough to continue to take these injections are going to have all kinds of health issues from them. I see it already. Wow. Guys, listen to me. I love you, and I appreciate you. I always have the opportunity to pray for you guys, and I love it. You guys are my friends. You guys are my family. You guys are closer to me than my own family is, and I, I appreciate you for that. Thank you for supporting Health Masters, and thank you for being here for us and listening to the show and giving the show to your friends so they can know the truth, and the truth can set them free. Always stay with Jesus. Always remember that. Also, what do you think, buddy, and finish up the show? Absolutely, man. And, you know, one of the biggest things that, you know, we've seen that's been effective, especially for people that may have had to get the shot, the first one, they realized that the whole thing had turned into a scam. I know a lot of people like that. They just, they went along and they got along with it. And now, you know, they're basically doing okay, but they're trying to maintain overall health. That's why we put together, if anybody wondered why it's called that, the Spike Protein Survival Kit that we've really had great results from so many different customers that needed some support from the cardiovascular standpoint. With the super potent E, which is our mix of coferol vitamin E, helps maintain blood viscosity, healthy blood flow and circulation. The natokinase, which helps prevent blood clots. And the cysteine, which reduces inflammation. It's a glutathione precursor, precursor. Really, really great product for detoxifying the body. Those three right there stack incredibly well. That's why we've seen so many good results from them. That's what I always recommend to people when I get that question. Hey, I got the shot. What can I do to maintain my health over it? That's the first thing I start everybody on. And the next thing I always tell everybody is throw some GHI cleanse in there as a daily protein shake. That's a really good one that stacks with it, but it's not required, but it really does well as far as just increasing more nutrients, more detoxifications, and adding good protein and mineral and vitamins to your overall body. So be sure to check those out if you're curious or give us a call, 1-800-726-1834 at healthmasters.com. We're always here to help you. And, you know, Dad, Dad nailed a spot on the head with what they're doing with the snitch day now. I can't stand snitches. That's one of the most noxious things to me is people that run around and go spy on other people, go run back and you know, talk and gossip. Oh, you see what so-and-so did. You see what they did. COVID brewed a whole 
group of spies, little snitches that came out of the woodwork. Because you got to remember, a lot of people, most people that are snitches, it's because their life is so pathetic. They have nothing else to do except try to focus on what everybody else is doing to make themselves feel less embarrassed about how pathetic they are. That's really what it comes down to. And so what DHS is doing is they're playing off this to try to get people to snitch on people. This goes right back to East Germany, right back to communist Russia. All this stuff has been systemic. It hasn't changed. It's the same people. It's the same ideology. It's the same concepts. They just made it more and more advanced. In the digital age now, it's becoming more and more prevalent because now information doesn't have to be kept on you know little cards and basically little you know spy spy film and all this stuff now they just monitor and listen and record everything everybody says the sad part is people actually bring this stuff into their house with these alexa systems and all these programs that have microphones that literally listen to them all day long and then they sit there and go i I don't i don't know why i'm getting all this directed ads I don't know why I have all this marketing is constantly coming at me and bombarding me. It sounds like they're listening to me. Newsflash, it's because they are. <laughs> Just something to think about and keep that stuff out of your house as much as possible. Maintain your security and privacy in your home. And by all means, don't be tying in your, your appliances and everything else to Wi-Fi and Internet of Things. Just one more way from the monitor stuff. Just my just my two cents to throw it out there. You guys do what you want with it. I appreciate the support, my friends. You guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us. Also, too, check out the joint rebuilding formula. I really think you guys are going to like that. If you've taken it before, this new formula is great. Then also the vitamin C product of the week on sale. Y'all voted. It won. Be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. Keep up the fight, my friends. Keep your body strong. Keep your mind strong. Keep exercising. Like that said, even if you're just starting slow, you're starting light. If you haven't done it in a long time, you haven't done it before, just getting into it and starting to get active is such an important, important step, my friends. Have a fantastic evening, and I'll talk to you on the show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.